I'm Steve Walt, Professor of International Affairs at the Harvard Kennedy School, and I'm talking today with Michael Beckley, Associate Professor of Political Science at Tufts University. We're going to talk about Michael's recent article, Rogue Superpower, Why This Could Be an Illiberal American Century, uh, recently published in Foreign Affairs. So, Michael, what's the big takeaway from this provocative piece? Well, Steve, as the title implies, I argue that the United States could become more powerful, but also more unilateralist over the next few decades. And that's because two, these two major global trends, the rapid aging of the world's population and the spread of smart machines are simultaneously reducing America's dependence on other countries while also fueling nationalism, both within the United States and around the world. So just over the next 20 years, almost all of the largest economies except America's are gonna suffer population die-offs in numbers that we haven't seen really in peacetime since like the Black Plague. And so the United States is going to be left as the only country with a large growing market and the fiscal capacity to sustain a global military presence. Other major countries are essentially going to fall off a fiscal cliff and the resulting hard times are going to fuel economic nationalism and, and protectionism. And meanwhile, new technologies, things like additive manufacturing, micro seismic imaging drones are reducing America's dependence on foreign labor and resources while also equipping the US military with new tools to contain the expansion of its rivals. But at the same time, they're also starting to replace jobs faster than a lot of workers can retrain for new ones. And that economic deprivation is also adding to this nationalist surge, which is gonna make international cooperation harder. So you, what you might have is a United States that remains dominant, but is less willing and able to you know, sustain the alliances and international institutions and norms of the post-war order. It could be a shift back towards a more traditional pattern of every nation for itself. Okay, well, there's a lot here to like. It's very provocative, but I'm not fully convinced. So first of all, you argue that the United States is gonna be number one for a long time, and, the, and that China in particular is gonna stumble. Uh, but this assumes, of course, that the United States doesn't make a lot of mistakes, and you acknowledge that, that we could still screw things up. Well, if you look at recent events, that's a pretty bold assumption. Uh, China handled the 2008 financial crisis pretty well. It certainly has handled COVID-19 better than we have. Our political system may be headed for a constitutional crisis. So why be so confident that the United States is going to be so dominant uh, out into the rest of the 21st century? The United States absolutely could screw this up, um, but I would also argue that China hasn't exactly been um, pulling off a Bismarckian strategy of late. It seems to be rallying the entire world against it with its uh, diplomacy. And I, would, I also think that beyond just foreign policy, something like demographics alone is just going to make it extremely difficult for China to become a superpower. It's going to lose more than a third of its current prime age uh, adult population. So you're just gonna have 200 million fewer workers and 300 million more senior citizens. That kind of shift alone is gonna be absolutely devastating to China's economy and its, its power internationally. Okay, but this is, this is an article that's actually very structural and that's what I like about it. It focuses on big and enduring changes like demography, as you just mentioned, technological change, things like that. There's not much place for ideology here for the political beliefs that often drive foreign policy. And the United States is a very liberal country, and those liberal values lead us to go off in crusades at various times, try to remake the world in our image, especially when we're feeling all powerful, as we were back in the old unipolar era. So if you're right, and the United States is gonna be the overwhelmingly dominant power for most of the next century, what's gonna stop that crusader impulse from bursting out again? 
Well, I think one is the United States will be dealing with its own aging problem. It's it's gonna it's not gonna be as bad as around the world, but Americans are gonna have tight economic times for a while, and that tends to make people more nationalist. But I, I think more broadly, you know, what we think of as America's role in the world. That's actually been kind of an aberration since 1945. Prior to 1945, the United States was a pretty realist country. It, it defined its interests pretty narrowly. It, yes, it espoused liberal values, but it applied them selectively, both abroad as well as at home. It didn't form alliances besides the one it signed with France during the Revolutionary War. It had really high tariffs and it basically stayed away from international institutions. So while the United States may have an ideology, I, I think the norm for U.S. history has been to actually be a quite realist power. And I see the United States shifting back to that partially because of its own uh, issues at home, but also because around the world, there's just going to be this surge of nationalism, which would make it hard to cooperate with countries to rally the free world. Okay. Well, you know what I'm going to say to that. Yes, the United States had a more restrained approach to foreign policy prior to 1945. But, you know, for most of our history, we were a pretty weak power. We just concentrated on expanding across North America. Once the United States became the world's most powerful country, we started throwing our weight around in lots of ways. And in that moment uh, in the 1990s where we thought we were on top of the world, we didn't stop. Yet you're still pretty confident that that impulse isn't going to manifest itself if, in fact, the United States is really way ahead of everybody else. Yeah, I think a lot of that was just euphoria having won, won the Cold War. But as you documented in your own book, Steve, uh, the United States has really gotten punched in the face over the last couple of decades. And so a lot of Americans, I think, are taking a more unilateralist nationalist approach moving forward. Yeah, I, th I think that's true in the short term. But what happens in the future remains to be seen. Uh, listen, Michael, great talking with you. We've been talking about his article, Rogue Superpower, uh, how the United States might be leading an illiberal era in the 21st century. It's in foreign affairs. Michael, really great talking with you. Thanks so much, Steve.